Hello, Yuri. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy you're here. So excited to speak to you today. And yeah, I just wanted to ask you if you can maybe just introduce yourself to the listeners, to my listeners, who you are, what you do. Yes, of course. So uh, in Dutch, my name would be Yuri. For most people here, just call me Joe because otherwise they choke on my name. Um, three years ago, I moved to the Philippines where I live with my wife, who was born and raised here. Um, I run an online business that I started in the Netherlands and just moved here with me where I help Dutch women to lose weight in a nutshell. Yeah, and today I really want to talk to you about all the mindset stuff uh, because I think it's so important. Uh, that's why I thought it was so interesting to speak to you also because with my clients, it's really important that they work on their mindsets that they can get out of their comfort zone and find their dream career or business. But I think it's exactly the same with losing weight. With any goals, anything you want to achieve, your dreams, your goals in life, you need to work on your mindset in order to achieve those goals. Definitely. And I think you also, uh, I first just want to talk a little bit about you before we talk about your clients, because I think you're also very inspirational um, for different reasons. So one, that you moved all the way to the Philippines, you left everything and everyone behind. I mean, that's not just something that you just do. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, starting your own business. I just want to talk a little bit uh, about how that was that whole transition for you. Yes. Well, starting the business went very naturally. So I was in my last year of college and my classmate and good friend was like, well, you know, I, I think we went to a seminar of some sort and we were like, oh, this all sounds awesome. Maybe the two of us should just start something like a personal training studio with some online uh, coaching on the site. So we registered that. We're on the verge of starting. And then um, I was actually in the Philippines when that happened. That was great. Um the deal fell through because, well, we were trying to get an agreement with the gym so we could do the personal training there that fell through. And he was like, all right, let's just go our separate ways. He will do his personal training and I will do my online business. Um, so starting the business was not very complicated in the sense that it just was a very natural flow. Of course, when that deal fell through, I did feel like everything fell apart. And I was like, okay, what did I just get myself into? Um, but I mean, I just worked with what I had and... Um, from there on, it was a very long process. The first three to five years, I mean, I was making below minimum wage out of the business. I was doing personal training and um, just working at the gym on the side. Um, so you were coaching at that moment? Yes. So yeah. I think at this point, I've been doing the online coaching for probably eight to nine years. And then on the side, I had been doing the personal training. Um but then while all that was happening, I had a relationship with my now wife, which um, at this point is also around eight years. Um, so I was flying back and forth between the Netherlands and the Philippines about once a year. And then at some point between all the lockdowns, I'd already decided, actually, I had decided I was going to fly here, but then flight got canceled because I was flying through a certain airport in China, which was the first to be shut down. So that was unlucky. I rebooked the flight that got canceled too. And then we were stuck. Um, so in the middle of the lockdowns, we were like, all right, we can make it work. I'm allowed to fly with you to the Philippines. Let's just do it. So I quit my job and um, I went for it, which in hindsight, I would say maybe not the smartest decision. I made it work, but 
we probably had savings the last three, four months. I thought life here would be really cheap and it would be like six to eight months, which should be enough time to sort things out. Well, turns out we don't live that cheap. Um, and I was making very little from the online coaching at the time. I think maybe like 500 to 1,000 a month. Um, but of course, with the idea that I was still doing the personal training on the side and I just had the safety from still living at home. So even if it failed, then whatever. Well, now I was just thrown into the deep. It has to work and I'm working on it full time. Um, and that's when things really took off. Of course, not just like, oh, now I have the, now I have to. And suddenly I have all the tools that I need. I think it's also like, I already had a lot of tools and I took some big leaps there. Like I got myself a coach as well to help me out with it. And um, then things took off. That's very interesting what you're saying now, because this, we have the same business coach as well. We know each mm -hmm. other. What she also says when the need is when you're really desperate, when you need bread and food on the table, you will make sure you get clients. Exactly. And I think maybe, and that's the same with uh, anyone trying to achieve the goals or losing weight or anything. When the need is really, when the pain is, there's real pain and there's really time pressure, then you're going to achieve uh, what you want to achieve. I was very aware of it. Like living at home, I knew realistically there were no consequences of me failing. So I knew that in a sense, I was holding myself back by staying there um which is part of the motivation why i wanted to get out which because of lockdowns took like two years longer one and a half years longer but still like at that point i realized i just need to get out of here to really make this work because at this rate it's just i mean i was already working on it for like five years at that point and then the yeah so how is it for you the in the five year how do you deal with setbacks you know i'm sure you might have almost had a client and then it didn't work out and like you know you you kept on going you didn't stop yes um <laughs> honestly i think it's mostly just being a very driven and at the same time stubborn person like once i decide all right this is gonna be it something seriously needs to happen for me to change my mind on that like I decided on a girl in the Philippines and well, whatever, one year later, I'm flying here and a year later, I'm flying here and a year later, I'm like, once I decided, then that's it. Same with the business. I decided, all right, fitness is going to be it. I'll pick a major that suits that. All right. I'm going to do online coaching five years without serious income. Doesn't matter. I will find a way to make it work. Um, so I think that really helped me through it because it absolutely wasn't an easy period in my life. Um, actually when would that have been um i think it was march 2020 when i was supposed to initially fly here um roughly would have been october 2019 i was starting therapy for like anxiety and depression because well part of that was what if i live in the philippines and my business doesn't work and my business doesn't take off and i will have no money there and i'll be in serious problems um so mentally it was really hard but at the same time it didn't even occur to me to like maybe i should quit this and just get a regular job like my own the only option i saw for that was like okay i would have to work full-time at the gym i hate working at the gym i'm doing it for like 14 hours 20 hours a week at that point i was like there is no way i'm gonna do that full-time for the next several years so quitting is not an option i have to make it work is there anything you 
learned through the depression or the sadness, I guess, the, <laughs> the, you know, and to, to, because sometimes they say when you go really deep down in life and you really feel terrible, then yes. sometimes that's where the golden nuggets lie or you learn something from that experience. I think I learned a lot from it. I think the most powerful thing for me and also something that I see a lot in um, my clients is people are so afraid of feeling uncomfortable, but also just feeling afraid of feeling afraid. Sweet. Whereas if I look like if I look right now, yesterday I was checking my Instagram statistics and I realized my reach has gone way down, which it's not crazy when I've been trying a different content strategy, which apparently is not working that well. Okay, that's nice feedback. But before I would have panicked, like, oh, no, my reach is going down. I won't have clients anymore. Everything is falling apart. What do I do now? Maybe I should get a job again. Things like that. Whereas now it's like, okay, something is not working. What do I need to do to make that happen? So that discomfort is just feedback. Like, okay, something is not working and I need to take action on that. And... Wow. That has been the biggest, biggest change for me by far. Sure. Yeah. So you deal because, you know, life doesn't change, but you change. So you deal with your obstacles in a, in a different way. Definitely. Wow. And and was it for you um, uh, in, in any way difficult to go live on Instagram Um to show your face, to be there, to be posting every day? Did you have a lot of like things like, what are people going to think? What are my family, friends? Uh... Mm. Um, nowadays, I really don't care. I find it I find it quite hard to actually look back on how did I feel about it back then. I'm guessing I didn't feel great about it because one of the diagnoses I got was social anxiety, so that probably doesn't <laughs> help. Um but I, re I remember actually one of the assignments I um, agreed on within therapy was like, all right, I'm just going to go live on Instagram and practice with being on video. So I think I did that like once a week, I would go live for probably 15 to 30 minutes um, just to practice that. And I was definitely nervous, like maybe to the point of sleepless nights before, um, but I did it. Like I had the accountability at that point to do it anyway, even though it's scary. And um, eventually I got used to it. If you just do it often enough, it yeah. first it's scary, and then you start kind of having fun. And at some point it even gets boring and boring is where you want to be because then it really doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I just want to quickly go back to the feelings because I think that's so true that we're so scared of pain. We're so scared of feeling uh, uncomfortable feelings. We just want to feel happy feelings all the time. But yeah, maybe we shouldn't strive for that all the time and that it's okay to sometimes feel the pain and let us teach us something and move forward um, instead of being so scared of it and therefore not daring to make a change in our life or get out of our comfort zone. I think that part is probably 99% of what my coaching revolves around. Like most people's idea of weight loss coaching is, okay, I get a coach, I get a trainer, he's going to tell me what to eat, how to exercise, that I need to walk more, that I probably need to sleep a little better and drink more water. That's it. Um, it's just very short-sighted because most people know what they should be doing. They just have no idea how to actually consistently keep doing it. And especially in my, so I mostly work with overweight slash obese women where you're talking about more than I just need to lose three kilos to look nice in my bikini. 
um, where eating is a very common coping strategy for negative emotions. So if I feel scared, if I feel pressured, if I feel afraid, if I feel stressed out of my mind, I end up eating. It would be stupid if I only looked at, you should not be eating cookies when you feel stressed, eat an apple instead. Of course, we need to look at, okay, why are you feeling stressed? How can we deal with the stress? But also, how can we deal with the situation that is causing you stress um, so that you're not feeling that stressed in the first place? So it's not uncommon that people have to work in, on their relationships, on their marriage, on their um, how they behave in the work environment or even just straight up change jobs because it's a very toxic work environment. And then suddenly it becomes so easy to lose weight. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy actually if you think about it but it's so true like find out what's behind it what's the reason behind it go to the core dig deeper 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 exactly because that was actually my um my next question which you kind of answered it you know like what your clients struggle with the most so would you think the most would be the the mindset then issues yes it's definitely just so a very common thing in weight loss is people try something, they fail it, and they blame their lack of discipline, willpower, and everything along those lines, mm. which is such a, I'd say almost lazy excuse. Like it's so simple. Oh yeah, it's just my list, my discipline. I just need to try harder next time. Then they pick a different method. Usually it becomes more and more extreme. Like it starts with I cut out carbs, I do intermittent fasting, they end up with, I'm doing only shakes and teas and whatnot. Um, time and time again, it must have been my discipline because it works for other people. Which is just, it's almost, I mean, I, I get that I don't do it on purpose, but it's almost lazy. Like if you were to just try a little harder, look a little deeper, you realize it has nothing to do with that because it's not even the eating pattern that I want to strive for. It's like how I'm eating currently is terrible. That's why I'm overweight. How I want to eat is, I hope at least in a sense, quite healthy and helping me to lose weight. So that should be the method that gets me there. Why is that not working for me is the question that people should be asking. And if, if the answer really is just discipline, then train your discipline. Why are you not seriously looking? How do I train my discipline and do that? Because it's not the problem. Do you think with them, then the pain is not, they don't, it's not strong enough, the pain that, but you mm. think it's not because. No, I wouldn't say that because like, there are people that have been trying for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You don't try for 20 years. If it's just like, right. it, it would be nice, yeah. but I don't really care. Mm -hmm. um, True. At the same time, if you care so much about it that you'll care for 20 years or you'll try for 20 years it's hard to find someone more disciplined than someone who's willing to try for 20 years despite failure after failure after failure. Like, I wanted to learn playing keyboards. I tried for maybe three months, then I got frustrated that I can't make my left hand do what I want while playing with my right hand. And I said, whatever, I can also use my keyboard to put my laundry on. And, and that was it. That was the end of it. That's a lack of discipline. It's also a lack of pain. I just don't really care to struggle that hard for it. Yeah. Um, but in their cases, no, I think it's... Part of the problem is a lack of knowledge that is almost, I'd say, arrogance, which sounds rude, but a very common expression is, 
I know what I need to do to lose weight. I just don't do it, which is again, blaming it on the discipline. Like I just don't do what I'm supposed to do. Well, if you really knew what you need to be doing and you also knew what it takes to actually do it, but they're skipping that part. And of course, if you look at 90% of marketing around weight loss, you're not seeing people that tell, hey, I'm going to help you cope with stress and deal with your emotions so that you don't go um, uh, use food as your coping mechanism. Of course, it's just buy this tea to lose five kilos in two weeks, use this diet. To, like The marketing aims for it, of course. They, they target the insecurities. Yeah. And true. No, and and do you see like any common mindset struggles that your clients have? Like, do you see see like oh, actually, most of my clients they're unhappy in their job. Most of my clients they have relationship issues. Most of my clients some other mindset. Is there th common themes? I think the most common one would be that people find it very scary to be honest, to just tell their boss, "Hey, boss." You just asked me to do another six tasks. I already have 12. Realistically, I can do 10 of them. Which one of these 10 do you actually want me to do? Which 10 really, really matter because I cannot do everything. They'll instead be like, okay, guess I'm working overtime and also on the weekends. And now I'm so stressed out because I didn't even have five minutes of rest to myself. Guess I will find my peace with food. Mm. Similarly, so in, similarly in, in relationships like um, a very common one is like the partner or the husband will be like kind of like he supports the weight loss goals, but he doesn't really know how she wants to be supported. Um, so she'll complain with things like, yeah, and he'll be looking at me eating things and I can feel him judge me or he'll even make a comment like, should you be eating that? And they'll be very clear, like, I don't want him to do that. But then if you ask, OK, but what do you expect from him? What do you want from him? I don't know. Well, then how do you expect him to know? Yeah, interesting. With when it comes to the work, I think that that can also be then, you know, a uh, lack of confidence, lack of boundaries that they um, are not, you know, telling their boss what they really think. And this is just, I actually just want to go flip a little bit over to my niche. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I help women who are stuck in their career and they want something else, but they don't know what and they uh also don't dare to get out the comfort zone and that's also uh my question to you because you probably also work with women like that why do you think so many women there was a research uh i, I saw that 73 percent of millennial women are unhappy in their job um why do you think that they stay stuck in a job they don't love that's a tough one um... <laughs> If they I don't think, like it, you'd think they would change, right? You'd think that they would. Um... So I think one thing, and, and that really um, is part of that, the pain is not big enough, is like, so one example that I like is, um, let's say you rent an Airbnb and it's okay. The mattress is a bit hard. There mm. seems to be a leak in the roof. The rug smells weird. It's not nice. <laughs> You're only there for two weeks, so whatever. Okay. But if you open that door to the Airbnb and there's just mold all over the walls and there's a like there's water throughout the half the apartment, you're gonna shut that door again and you're gonna make some calls and you get out of there. Like the situation is bad 
and they suffer from it, but it's not so bad that they'll take action. And that is the worst situation you could be in. Like you would almost hope that they have some really bad situation at work that makes them finally snap out of it. Like enough is enough and I will take action. But that hardly ever happens because I think part of it is also, it's very easy to just put the blame with yourself. And it's like, yes, it's not great at work, but you know, it, pays the bills and it's convenient and it's close to home i don't really like going there but it's also because i don't really you know um, protect my own boundaries and speak out about what i find important and and they get trapped yeah so the pain is not uh, strong enough and they're kind of like in a golden cage um exactly yeah they have security they have a good paycheck do you feel like your clients uh uh changed since they became a mom since mm. i mean that's a tough question because generally that doesn't happen throughout the coaching uh mm. although i must say that there are some that have to put a hold on it because coaching during pregnancy is not very interesting when you're doing weight loss um do they change mm. i just see that with my my clients that they maybe they realize that they have been working in a very masculine energy company and they feel like they just want more feminine energy and being more creative, just more with the flow. Um, yeah. Maybe also starting their own business. I think, okay. How I can look at it is the clients I have with kids and without kids. And in that sense, I definitely see it that the ones without kids are a lot more career driven. Um yeah. Whereas like one of the common motivations for the ones with kids is I want to set a good example for my kid and I need to take better care of myself so that I can take better care of my kid. Um, whereas for the ones without kids, goals are usually like, um, it's holding me back physically. Like I'm less confident because of my weight. It doesn't match the person that I am because I have a very successful career, but then I also have weight loss goals and I'm not successful with those. So I think there is a shift in goals now i'm curious to see if that also happens that um you know the ones that currently don't have kids if they end up having kids if that shift actually happens but um well that's yeah. tough because at that point i already coached them so <laughs> it doesn't yeah. apply anymore so when have your clients reached their goal so how do you get your clients from a to b when do you know okay they've achieved it what okay um well, that mainly depends also on their goals. So on the outside, I market it as just weight loss coaching and we're going to do whatever it takes to lose that weight. But um, what happens a lot is that at some point during the coaching, they realize, okay, so we usually start with like four to eight weeks where we really work on the lifestyle itself. So everything, you know, nutrition, sleep, exercise, et cetera, et cetera. Um, after that, we have to go deep and work on the whole, okay, what needs to change in my head and in my life and in my mindset to actually make sustainable change here. And usually when we reach that point, there is also a shift in goals. So what starts with, okay, we're gonna do this for 20 weeks. I want to lose like six to 10 kilos within that time. I mean, great. We can achieve that. That's no problem. But after 10 weeks, they reach a point of the weight loss is happening if I just keep doing what I'm doing and it's not, it's not that difficult. So now I can um, look further ahead. Like, okay, what do I 
really um well want out of life really mm-hmm. um so then there happens a shift in goals usually um for example like um better communication within their relationship um going for a promotion at work or just um being more um, what's the word assertive in their work environment to really have their boundaries respected um, but also just simple things like one of the benefits as a um, business owner is for example focus is a very interesting topic to me yeah of course, I've, i don't think you're gonna find any entrepreneurs like i've never looked into that i just do whatever and hope that it works um, but i also have clients who are like i feel so overwhelmed throughout the day i ever never have time for um well for myself and then we can look at okay what are you um doing throughout the day where can we win some time for you so you end up with um also last week even i had someone move to a um work structure that i apply myself to like have some focus blocks in the morning do the mundane tasks after that have your meetings after that and then you're done with work for the day. Then you have time for your family because you said family matters. So let's actually make space for it. Yeah, I think it's so important to focus when you want to achieve your goals and dreams, especially in this day and age. We are so bombarded with uh, social media and with emails and with this and that. And also with your own feelings, <laughs> which can stop you. You know, It procrastinates you from reaching mm. your goals and in your dreams because the whole time you're distracted by other things. I think that's one of the first things uh, that's really important. Definitely. I think that's also why um, just not going at it yourself is very valuable, having the accountability, because it's very tempting to, I mean, January is coming up. Everyone's going to have amazing goals. But by the time we reach March, how many people are actively working on that? 10%, 20%? And, and I mean, I might be generous with that. Most people start... And that's it. Either the results are mind-blowing and it keeps them going, but most of the time the results are not mind-blowing. There's no plan or schedule to evaluate what needs to be improved and to keep working on it. And like, that's it. So having the accountability of, okay, every two weeks I'm looking at what I'm doing. I'm going to take the next steps. And I have someone with the experience, with the expertise to help me with that. I think that helps a lot. I had a client also, and, and she was, uh, y- you know, like every two weeks, we'd be like, okay, uh, you need to apply for so many jobs and go to so many, write so many um, uh, interview, job interview uh, letters, whatever. And she's like, yeah, you know, if I wasn't with you, I probably would have just done one or maybe not even mm. because in between jobs now. So she doesn't, uh, yeah, she's just sort of doing all other things as well. It's like, but knowing that I have you coming up in two weeks, I feel pressured. Like I have to do something because I can't just tell you and why I haven't done anything in the past two weeks. Exactly. And (laughs) you helped. Exactly. Like the the beauty of that is it's not a sustainable form of motivation. Like you don't want someone to rely on you for the rest of their lives. Same in weight loss. Like one of the main examples where I get this feedback is weight fluctuations. You try really, really hard for two weeks and your weight doesn't go down. That is frustrating. And most people quit there. It is the most common reason why people quit because the scale is not moving in a direction that they expect or not at the speed, at the pace that they expect it to drop. Whereas, like, what are you going to do? You're going to quit after four weeks when you paid for 20 weeks and you're just going to say, oh, well, I give up. Never mind. 
of course not. You're going to show up. You're going to be frustrated as hell and you're going to voice that. You're going to realize that you didn't do things perfect because there's always room for improvement. You're going to do that. And suddenly things click and there's a result. But most people don't reach yeah. that point. Yeah. Do you have any mindset tips for people who want to reach their goals and dreams? Anything that you think you see with your clients that really helps them? I think that um, one thing that has helped me a lot is I will figure out what I'm trying to achieve. I will figure out what I believe needs to happen for that. And I will give myself a deadline. And that is usually one to two months. If after one or two months, I have not made considerable progress towards that goal or actually achieved that goal, I have to admit to myself, apparently I do not have the knowledge or experience to make this happen by myself. Who can help me with that instead? Yeah. Because there's always someone out there with the experience that you don't have. Like, I've, I have clients who've been trying to lose weight for 20 years. Suddenly, they achieve it within 20 weeks and they wonder, why didn't I do this sooner? Why have I been struggling my entire life when the solution is so simple? It's not easy, but it is quite simple. Um, and I think more people should consider that. Like, okay, what what is the acceptable amount of time and effort that I put into something before I admit to myself that I'm probably better off getting help? Yeah. You know, you don't need to do this on your own. And there's so much uh, help out there. And I, for me, I also always um, sort of motivate my clients to also go on like that personal development journey. So get themselves to know themselves on a different level, like without all the masks that they wear, because we all do it. We all wear a mask in order to be liked and accepted and fit in. But who are you truly behind uh, all that? And, you know, go go read those personal development books. Go watch documentaries about mm. uh, your mindset. Go read books about it. Uh, Go, go for walks in nature. Um, like, yeah, get out of your head, into your body, start connecting to your intuition, those type of things. I think that also helps you a lot, your own personal growth with the weight loss or with Definitely. your dream career. I think part of that is, um, or that is part of what I have really learned from my own um, therapy journey and mental health journey, like, I was in deep. I was at the lowest of lows and then built up from there. And it's not like once you make it through that, it never happens again. You still need to, um, you know, you have the tools and you have the experience, you know, you can um, help yourself, but you still need to actively do that. And so part of it is clients might not be in that deep yet. Mm. Yet, if they keep doing what they're doing, they might like, several are with me because they're like well you know i had a burnout i've been out of my job for like three months now and um so i have all the time to work on myself so i figured now's the time to get started with coaching um but a lot of um tools and techniques i apply in coaching come from mental health come from therapy simple things like um get your head empty like people wonder i keep waking up at night and then my head is so full my head is so busy because there is not a single moment in the day where they can actually process their thoughts, their experiences throughout the day. So they're just busy, 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 busy all day long. Then they go to sleep, which is no problem because they're so exhausted that they pass out right away. Then it's 4 a.m. They wake up from whatever noise and they're wide awake and they wonder, why can't I sleep? 
So, so what do you advise them to do to get to, uh, you know, not to be so busy all the time? So as simple as have time in the day to process your thoughts and to wind down, which for some is going for walks, for some it's um, just having the time to actually talk with a friend or their partner or husband or whatever. Um, a tool that I really like is to just write a brain dump journaling, whatever you like to call it. Um, basically, get everything out of your head, ideas and thoughts and get it on paper, get it out of your head because you're just repeating the same things over and over again. And it's such a waste of energy, which is the exact energy that they have a lack of when it comes to weight loss. It's like you can only do so much and the things you need to do for, for to lose the weight take a certain amount of energy. With the right tools and coaching, we can make sure that it doesn't take as much energy as someone who's like, I'm going to do keto and check every gram of carb that I'm eating. Um, but you need, still need to have a life with, with stress levels where you can have the extra stress that comes from making the lifestyle changes and losing the weight, which means you need to have time to relax, to process your thoughts and experiences. Uh, so, so true. I love journaling and I can really feel a difference if I indeed go for a walk on the beach or do some go for a walk in nature to just, yeah, just switch your brain off a little bit. Exactly. It's uh yesterday I was giving a workshop and there was a lady that uh had was just out of her third burnout. So uh yeah, I sometimes also wonder um, you know, how we can prevent this from happening and also for so many times that, that must also be um I can imagine you might might have also had clients who maybe also three times they got back into the wrong rhythm again you know so maybe they lost a lot of weight but then something happened in their life and then they gained it all again um like the same things happens is that sort of like a pattern mm. definitely i think so especially in the in the context of burnout like i get quite a few women who start with coaching who either had one or are in the middle of it and indeed like burnout is such a good example of you can only go in two directions either you start changing the behavior and the patterns that caused it in the first place or you're going to do the exact same thing and you'll be back here again within two years yeah 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 and sadly for most people it's the second option first burnout leads to a second leads to a third and maybe on the third they're like huh maybe something needs to change and i want to end this podcast um uh with maybe you have some just last uh, words of advice uh, to women who are listening right now and who are just really feeling stuck in their life. Any last piece of um, something you would like to tell them? I think to really take the earlier advice to heart, like, okay, if you've been working on this, struggling, if you've been struggling with the same problem for, let's say longer than six months, that should really be the longest acceptable amount of time for you to struggle on the same problem without serious progress. Mm. Find someone who can help you with it. You don't have to just Google a random coach and be like, I'm going to jump into its program right away. You have podcasts like these. You can like, for me personally, I have a podcast with probably 135 episodes at this point. People can binge my content for tens of hours and realize either huh, this is the exact information I needed to achieve what I'm trying to achieve, 
or this sounds very valuable. I don't know how to apply it for myself, but at least this person is the right person for me and I will contact him. Like stop struggling with the same problems for so long without progress because you are destroying your confidence with it. Like the repeated failure is just like people, when they start with me, their confidence is so low because they've been trying for so long and failing so often. And like the longer you struggle, the harder it's going to be because you're creating new patterns. You're creating new habits, just not the good kind. Like one common habit in, in or common pattern in weight loss is, well, I failed. Today is ruined. I'll start again on Monday. That is not a good pattern to have. Yeah, really valuable words of advice. Don't don't wait. Get help. Start already by just listening to a podcast or reading a book, but start doing something to make a change in your life. Definitely. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate uh, all your wise words and knowledge. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you.